Well, hello, hello, my friends. How are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? This is S. Anthony Thomas, host of the show you're listening to right now, which has this name, the S. Anthony Says Podcast, but it's also known as S. Anthony Says, but there's one consistent thing. It's hosted by yours truly, S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number 208. Happy Easter to you, my friends. If you celebrate Easter, happy Easter to you. If you don't celebrate Easter like I really kind of don't, then it's happy other people giving you free candy day because that's exactly what it was. I don't have any Easter any Easter baskets around here. I don't really celebrate the holiday, but I know people who do. And I decide, hey, let me go over there and say happy Easter to people as I take an inappropriate amount of candy and run out of their house before they realize I did it. <laughs> that actually happened. <laughs> but it's Easter, man. It's Easter. So if you if you celebrate Easter, my friends, happy Easter to you. To me, it's just another Sunday. And when I say another Sunday, when I say another Sunday, I mean another day where I wish people would do what I like to refer to as get the hell away from me and leave me the hell alone. But I know that's not going to happen because it never happens. I'm too reliable a guy. I'm too nice a guy. I'm too trustworthy a guy. And under normal circumstances, being nice, reliable, and trustworthy is a good thing. These are positive traits. But if you have that combination, it means when people need crap, they come to you because they know you're always going to come through for me, S. And I want to fail so badly. So they'll go, I can't trust him. And then they leave me alone. But there's a part of me that won't let it happen. But I'm no different than you guys. You know what I'm talking about, right? Right? Don't Shouldn't there be at least one day a week where people leave you the hell alone? You know, you know, you know that you know that 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 feeling of when you just oh, let's stay away from that. You ever cook something in a crock pot or something like that? One of those pots or a, or a pressure cooker where it gets super duper mega hot, so hot you don't even want to touch it. So hot that everybody knows you turn it off, you leave it on the stove or you leave it on the counter. Nobody touch it. It's too hot to touch. It's too hot to put in the refrigerator. It's too hot to do anything. Don't touch it. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. And everybody dutifully looks at the pot for a minute and goes, ah, I'm going to leave that alone. Not even going to touch it. Not going to go near it. I'm going to pretend like that pot isn't even here. And for a few hours, everybody just mills around and does their own thing and leaves that pot alone. Well, I envy that pot sometimes because I would love there to be a time in my life, some time in my life where the people that keep asking me to do stuff would look at me and go, oh, 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 that pot's too hot. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to go about my business as if that pot's not there. I'm not going to mess with that pot until an appropriate amount of time goes by. I would love that. I would love to have a too hot pot moments where people just leave me the hell alone, especially on Sunday. And I know you feel the same way. Don't I'm not alone in that, right? There's a whole bunch of you listening to me. Tell me the truth. Don't you want to have a too hot pot moment or a too hot pot day? I know you do. I'm not a parent, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you feel about it. But I know there's a bunch of you that are. 
And I know for a fact, if you're a parent, you need to have those moments where everybody just leaves you the hell alone. Even your spouse, there's going to come a time where even though your spouse is beautiful and awesome and great, and maybe he's a great looking guy and he's hot and all that, whatever the hell the crap is, where you just want him, you don't want him to even go anywhere. You just don't feel like talking right now. You're looking at the newspaper. You're not reading what's in the newspaper. You just got the newspaper up because you hope the bastard will get distracted by something else and go away and shut the hell up and leave you alone. Don't tell me you've never wanted to look at your spouse and say, listen, I love you to death. Um, Do me a favor. Don't talk to me until around nine o'clock. And then at nine o'clock, just take your clothes off, jump on top of me and get it on with me. Then shut up as we go to sleep. Don't you just want to do that? Said, Today, don't say nothing to me. Get away from me. I don't want to see you until it's time for banging. Okay. I know that. I know women. You were the ones that know that you want your guy to listen. Listen, you shut up. Get away from me. Climb on top of me at 1030. Okay. Give me a half an hour to good of some good work. And then we're both going to go to sleep and shut up. I know you feel that way. And I know damn well you feel that way about your kids. You know you want your kids to shut the hell up. You know, especially if you were left alone with the two kids and the other parent is either doing something important or it's her day off. Or, it, or I mean, and when I mean her day off, I mean she's going out with the girls and you got stuck with the two kids or he's out with the boys and you're stuck with the two kids and you're looking at them and you don't have that other parent to take them off somewhere and shut them up or find another activity to cut the workload and half and you're stuck with the twins and you're looking at them and they won't shut the hell up and all you're thinking is i don't care who touched whose first i don't care who put whose finger close to another person's face saying i'm not touching you i don't care whose cookie it was you know what i'm sick of the both of you and then you take a pencil you sharpen it up you throw it into a closet you kick poop both kids into the closet and said listen Whichever one of you makes it out of the closet alive, you're my new favorite kid. Yeah, I said it. And I don't feel bad about it because you're twins. Now, if one of you was a year older than the other one, you'd have an advantage, a developmental, muscular, skeletal advantage over the other one. And, but this is not the case. You, one of you, you both were born roughly the same time. One of you seven minutes older than the other one. So it's a fair fight. That's why I have the light out in the closet, in the, in the damn closet. So no one, one of you can't see the pencil first. All I know is I better hear fighting. And when I see one of you walk out, you're my new favorite. Now, this is going to hurt me that one of you is not going to be around. Of course, it's going to bother me that one of you is not going to be around. I love both of them. I love both of you for the most part. But you're twins. It's not like I'm going to miss your face. The one of you that's not that's not coming out of the closet. I'm not. It's not like I'm going to miss your face. The person that's still here, the one of you that survives, will still have the face. And psychologically, so I won't be too damaged in my mind. I play a mind game and I pretend you're outside playing for the next eighty years. <laughs> Did I go too far with that? I think I did. Let's pretend like I didn't say that and move on to something else. <laughs> Obviously, I would never want anything bad to happen to kids. So shut up. But you do need that time when you want to be left alone, man. 
And Sundays is that day. I don't mind if people annoy me on Saturday, but Sunday is that day where I just want people to leave me the hell alone. Under normal circumstances, I would just watch football or do whatever. But it's a shopping day Sunday, and I wind up shopping with relatives. And I don't want to go shopping with anybody. If you've been listening to me for the past two years and change, you know how much I detest shopping. Hate it. And the only thing worse than actually going shopping is shopping with other people. Because when I go shopping, I'm telling you right now, I slide into that supermarket. If I've been to the supermarket more than two times, I know the layout like the back of my hand. And I literally make one pass from one side of the supermarket to the other side of the supermarket, get everything I need methodically and work my way and then walk up to the cash register, pay for the crap, get back in the car and get the hell out of Dodge. But you can't do that when you're taking other people. Oh, no. You take other people to the supermarket and all of a sudden, these people who've been to the supermarket the same amount of times as you, these two, these people who are intelligent people, these people that you know are smart, somehow become complete morons. Everybody knows the milk is along the wall in the back to the left of the store it's been that way for years so why do you walk past the milk get nothing walk all the way to the other side of the store to get onions walk all the way back to where the milk is still don't get milk walk all the way back to aisle one get the soup walk all the way back to where the milk is still don't get milk walk back to the fifth aisle Get something else. Wait a minute. I already got onions. Ah, ha, ha. Put the onions back. Walk away from the onions. Go to aisle seven to pick up some tasty cakes. Go, wait a second. No, I didn't have onions. That was two weeks ago. She ate the onions. I do have to get onions. Go back, get the onions. Go back to where the milk is. Still don't get milk. Go up to the counter. About to get in line and go, wait a minute. I need milk. Where's the milk? Really? Where's the milk? I can tell you where the hammers are because I'm about to get one and I'm going to show you what a hammer does, you bastard. (laughs) And that's what you have to, and that's just one person. There's two people doing that crap. And that's what every Sunday is like if you go shopping with people that are not you. Oh, no. And it started out as a good day. It started out as a good day. It started out like it was going to be one of those sale through Sundays. Ever had a sale through Sunday where everything that was normally suck up too much of your day on a Sunday, those things that just wear, just drive you nuts and they suck up so much of your day on Sunday that turn Sunday into nothing but a pre Monday. You know where they take up so much of your day on a Sunday where it might as well damn well be Monday and you go back to work because you really have no Sunday because of these freaking things. (sighs) But it looked like it was going to be a sale through Sunday. Oh, yeah. It looked like the Sunday was going to sail through. I go to McDonald's to get my morning drink. Just a drink. Sometimes it's an orange juice. Sometimes it's a coffee. And sometimes it's both. But today was just an orange juice day. 
and I prepared myself for what normally happens, which is a long ass line full of people who apparently have never been to McDonald's because they got to stare at the damn thing for five hours. I know that's an old topic. I know that's a common topic. I know everybody can relate to that. I know everybody talks about it. I'm not saying anything unique because I'm just telling you what actually happens. And I know it's going to be a long line, so I leave early, but not this time. Oh, no. I pull up to the McDonald's. It's a long line, but you can actually see the line moving. Oh, no. Yeah, well, I'm not. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. The lady that's normally in the window who's always on the phone yelling at somebody and always trying not to mess her nails up and always pushing the wrong buttons. I, I said I wanted coffee. I did not say I wanted the double cheesesteaks. McDonald's doesn't even sell cheesesteaks. What kind of button were you actually pushing, lady? But this time it wasn't the case. Oh, no. This time it was a new person, someone who actually took the job seriously, someone who had only been on a job about a week, someone who's not pissed off yet, someone who's not burnt out yet, someone who's actually smiling. You could see her smile in the in that little box that you're talking to with the the microphones. Okay, you couldn't actually see her smile because there was no camera there, but you could hear her smile in her voice. And she like, I would like to get an orange. Okay, should I put around to the first one? And I pull around to the first window and she's smiling and she takes the money and they have a good day. Fantastic. And zoom, I go around to the first window and there's a person there. And because everything's going so smoothly, the lady who's normally scowling is actually happy. I didn't even recognize her face because this time it had a smile on it. I was like, are you new here? She goes, I'm not new here. I just normally spit at you. And I go, okay, fantastic. And she gives me the orange juice and that only took about two minutes. Oh, yeah. And then I go to my first, the first person's house that I'm going to pick up and notoriously 10 to 15 minutes waiting outside, even though yeah, I'll be right out this time. I'll be right out when well, he was right out. Oh, yeah. And now I go to the next person's house, the second person I take. And normally this person normally takes a long, long, long time to come out. And he's brought his ass out quickly as well. Oh, yeah. So keep in mind now, I don't have a lot of stuff to get. And they're moving quickly. This is going to be a sale through Sunday. Oh, yeah. You've had those early days before, those days where everything just lines up perfectly. I remember when I worked at a sales office and you would build, they, they literally just kind of, you, you literally were like your own business in this sales office. You built up your own accounts. They kind of gave you phone numbers and you just did what you did. They took their commission off of it. And what happened is once you build up a relationship with these accounts, you can just call them up and re- they reorder and they call back and reorder. And you had, it was great. There was one lady who was in the office so infrequently that I didn't even really realize she worked there. She had built up such a wonderful rapport with her accounts that she didn't even have to come in. She just stockpiled accounts. She was making so much money. She would actually offer people $200 to come in and sit at her desk just to take reorders. And the person who ran the business didn't give a damn because she made so much money. He didn't give a crap. Whatever she wanted to do, as long as she didn't walk in and stab somebody, he was okay with it. And her days were easy. And she made a truckload of money. Every day was kind of like a sale through Sunday for her because she barely didn't. She barely had to come in. Sometimes she'd call him from home. She didn't have to do anything. It was not any stress in the office. She had already done the work. Everything lined up perfectly for every day for her. This wonderful salesperson was a sale through Sunday. And this was looking like a sale through 
Sunday I was just going to sail right through. Oh, yeah. I get to the supermarket. Not that many people are in there. Ah, ha, ha. Oh, yeah. I didn't have to get that many things. I got all my stuff. Yeah. The two people I came with. Oh, it was great. They didn't have to get that many much stuff. Oh, yeah. They got the stuff. Oh, coolness. We go to the counter. The lady was doing her job. She wasn't talking to the other people. Oh, yeah. We get outside. And then. Oh, no. The parking lot's all blocked up. Because there were guys there trying to sell DVDs. They saw some people coming out of the supermarket milling around and they decided they wanted to sell DVDs. I just want to get out of the parking lot. I can't even get my food from the park, from the damn supermarket to my car because these jackasses had blocked up the parking lot because they wanted to sell DVDs. It was a whole bunch of $5 men. You know what a $5 man is? That's a, that's a guy who sells his DVDs for $5. Blocking up the parking lots. And I'm mad because I'm not have to run back. I have to run to the cart, get some of my stuff, run to the trunk. Hopefully no one steals my shit. Go back to the cart, put the thing on the stand, put the food from the cart, run to the back of the car, throw some more food and close down the lo- the hood, the, 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 the trunk, come back, get some more stuff, open the trunk back up, unlock it. But I had to do that four times to fill up my stuff. And then I had to do it for my relatives. And then when I finished putting my stuff in and my relatives were putting their stuff in, all of a sudden $5 man is starting to touch the food in the cart because he, I only want to, I only want to earn a couple of dollars, man. He want to earn a couple of dollars. I want to earn a couple of dollars. Touching people's food. Not a good idea, dude. Not a good idea. Because he tried to touch my food because he wanted to aggressively let me know he wanted to help me carry stuff to the trunk. Like, I can't carry my bags. I don't like people I don't know are touching my food. And I don't know what the look on my face said, but apparently the look on my face when he was about to put his hands on my bag said, I will kill you. Either that or I said, I will kill you. No, it was just my eyes that said, I will kill you. And this just made everything, because now everybody's, no, don't touch my bag, don't touch my bag. I'm going to kick your ass, I'm going to kick your ass, I'm going to kick your ass. And they're all getting, now they're getting into fights. And all of a sudden, carts are getting knocked over. Now people don't know whose stuff was in whose bag. And I'm getting, oh, God, no. Oh, my sale through Sunday's about to go away. Oh, please don't do this to my sale through Sunday. It's some ha, ha. Then another guy sees me and I'm standing by my car and he's walking towards me and he's got a bag in his hand and he's got his hand in the bag and he's coming towards me very, very quickly. And he has a look of desperation on his face. And I'm telling you right now, I have already been the victim of violent crime. I have been carjacked before. I had a gun to my head and I very quickly got out of the way and the guy took the car and I did not wind up getting shot. I moved very quickly and efficiently and that's how it was. But there's still a part of me that's very, very sensitive to people invading my personal space. Especially if I don't know you, especially if I'm at the supermarket and I already see volatile things happening and I see a guy I don't know with a look on his face of desperation. He got his hand in his bag and he's running toward me. Oh, that's not a good idea. 
Now, as it turns out, this guy just wanted had his hand in his bag because he was going to pull out some DVDs, show them to me and offer to sell them to me for five bucks. He was a five dollar man. Like I said, a five dollar DVD man. But you do not walk up. You do not run up. You do not run up quickly to another man with your hand in the bag and a desperate look on your face. Because I popped my hood as I saw him coming and I stuck my hand and I had my hand on a can of soup. And I put my hand up, my left hand up to let him know, stop coming, stop coming. And he's running towards me and he's got his hand in the bag. I got some in this bag. I got some in this bag for you. That's another thing you don't do. You don't run up to another man with your hand in the bag saying, I got something in this bag for you. Because that's the kind of thing a criminal would say. I know from personal experience, people have actually done that to other people. I know I got something for you in this bag and there's something for you in the bag was a gun. Oh, no, I don't know. I've already been carjacked. I don't trust people with that hands and bags running towards me i don't like it i don't know what this guy wants all i know is he's running towards me with a desperate look on his face and his hand in a bag and i have my hand on a can of soup yes i do you ever watch one of those football game or football game where you see the electronic line that they put on the on the screen one is the line of scrimmage maybe it's maybe it's a red depending on what channel you're watching, and then the yellow line for the first down. As a defensive player, you don't care whether or not you stop the person from the liners getting past the first down marker. You don't care if it's an inch short or five feet short. You just want to make sure they don't cross that line because that's your goal. Don't let them get cross that line. Make them pay the consequences for getting too close to that line. Don't let them cross that line, and that's how a good defensive player feels. And in my mind... Like I said, I've been the victim of violent crime before. In my mind, when I walk around, there's a yellow line right in front of me. And if you are not someone I know or someone I'm banging or a personal friend or someone that doesn't look threatening, you better not cross that yellow line. And just like the football players on TV, they don't see the line there. They don't see that line. But you see it at home. You see it at home. Well, you don't see that yellow line. I see it. You don't. He didn't see it. I did. And I'm looking at him. I'm going you better not cross that yellow line. You got your hand in the bag. You got your hand in the bag. And I don't know why you have your hand in the bag. And he's getting closer to that line. And I'm squeezing that can of soup. Because if he crosses that yellow line, especially since my left hand is up. And I'm saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Stay right there. Right there, buddy. I don't want nothing. I don't want nothing. I don't want nothing from the bag. All I know is if he crosses that yellow line, much like a quarterback with a strong arm, I'm going to do a five-step drop Take this can of Progresso soup and throw a nice bullet past it was bridge of his nose with this can of soup. And I'm telling him, stop where you're going. Stop where you're going. And then he got close. He got real close to that line. And I'm about to drop back for the pass. And he goes, um, I just want to sell these DVDs in this bag. Five dollars. I just get these DVDs. And I said, dude, don't run up on somebody with your hand in a bag. Do you know how dangerous that is? I didn't mean nothing by it. I said, dude, look at my hand right now. Do you see this can of soup? You were almost wearing this can of soup. If you had taken two more steps, I was going to bounce this off your face. Oh, man, it ain't that serious. He says, it is that serious. You don't run up to another man with your hand in a bag looking like that. You just don't do it. No, thank you. I don't have a DVD player. Okay, okay. 
And he backs away from me, looking at me like I'm the weird one. Like I ran up to him with my my hand in a bag and and running up to him like I'm the weird one. I'm not the weird one, you bastard. You're the weird one. (laughs) So my relatives come out. They get in the car and we put all our stuff away. And as it turns out, I was still a half an hour earlier than I normally would have been. Now, it's not a sale through Sunday, but it was a little bit easier of a Sunday. You know, not like easy Sundays. I like Sundays where people just leave you alone. I don't want to be bothered all the time. I know you don't either. I dropped the relatives off. And I'm on my way home. You ever just see something stupid while you're driving down the street? Something that really just doesn't make any sense to you at all. And. And it makes you think something's wrong. I'm driving through this neighborhood on my way back to my house, leaving them off in Philly. And I'm going, I'm about to go home. Okay. And. <laughs> I'm driving through one of my old neighborhoods that I grew up in as a kid. I'm going, let me just drive through a couple of blocks from back in the day. I want to see what they look like now. I'm driving through and now there was, there were some areas where they have, you know, sometimes an area starts to come up. You know, people from the suburbs start moving back in, property values start going back up and all of a sudden the city starts doing really nice stuff in the area because they know the area is on the come up. So they start putting these new signs down, new stop signs that, you know, you know, ones that aren't leaning for 45 degrees to the left where you can actually see them when you pull it, when you come up to them. They're putting in new poles, new lights, new big, gigantic street signs where you actually can see the damn street signs and all of that kind of crap. And I saw a sign. Now, uh, I'll, I'll describe the street. It's a, it's a straight street. And it, and you, once you pass the intersection, it makes like a 20 degree cut to the left. It's the same street, but it, it angles a little bit. And it's cut in such a way where is that where people are actually going at a pretty high rate of speed when they make that turn. Usually people are accelerating, you know, to try to make the light. So they put up a sign that says vehicles who cross this street who cross this intersection need to at all times be aware that this is a pedestrian car crossing. Please yield to pedestrians because you know, when you're driving down a street at 35 miles an hour, you got time to read something that's as long as a tweet, (laughs) right? If you were actually driving down the street and you tweeted that exact sentence and the police officers saw that, They would pull you over because you are a distracted driver. Well, are you not a distracted driver reading this long ass sign telling you to yield to pedestrians? Ironically, I'm pretty sure that at least when they finish strapping that sign up, they're probably going to have about five or six people ran the hell over because they were looking at that punk ass sign. When you take the driver's test, one of the first things that you learn is to yield to pedestrians. Even if they didn't have a rule that that you want to yield to pedestrians, you would not want to run over any pedestrians. You're not running down the street going, I don't know about you, but I'm waiting for somebody to run into the street so I can run that bastard over. You're not going to do. Okay, maybe you do that sometimes, but for the most part, you don't do it. So as I'm pulling away and I see them putting up that long ass tweet length sign, I see another truck with the old signs. 
And ironically, there was an old sign that that sign was replacing. And that sign says, fuck them, run them over. And I'm sitting there going, you know what? As it turns out, I was making fun of them for putting up a sign saying not to run over pedestrians. But now that I see that the previous sign was fuck them, run them over. I realize now that they are right to put that sign up. Okay, there was not one. There was no sign that said fuck them, run them over. That was what I yelled at the window when I drove by while they were putting the sign up. They were putting the sign up and I rolled down my window and they said, hey, buddy. I said, hey, hey fuck them, run them over. And they said, um, that's kind of against what the sign is for. And I said, the sign ain't up yet. So I know that it's going to take you at least 20 more minutes to put that sign up. And technically, if the sign's not up, I get to run some people over. So I then ran over 27 people. <laughs> Okay, I did not run over anybody because I would not do that. I just think that sign was really stupid. (laughs) It amazes me when we put up signs like that and we really, don't you know already not to do that? You know, there's certain streets that they put, they'll put a yellow, uh, like a white pathway down the middle of the street between two stop signs. So pedestrians can walk across the street and then you have to stop your car for the bastards. Why? I mean, if you're a pedestrian, you've walked across the street before and you've seen dead cats. That should be enough of a warning for you. That was the cars. See, cars are like the street is like the ocean and cars are like sharks. You know, it's not like they're going out of their way to, to eat you like they'd eat a seal. You know, they don't want to do that. Sometimes a shark will just bite you in the foot or something. You know, they'll leave a couple of chunks in the water just to warn the rest of the humans. Get your surfboards out of our house, punk. Well, come on, man. We've all seen a crushed up cat or a crushed up possum or a crushed up animal all crushed up on the street in the middle of the street. Well, how the, how the hell do you think that happened? Do you think somebody was eating a cat and said, well, I can't eat all of this and threw it out the window? Hell no. That's not what happened, you sick bastards. You know what happened? The cat was walking down across the street. And and, and, because like I said, I got news for you. And I don't think this is fair. That sign just says, watch out for pedestrians and yield to pedestrians. Well, I got news for you. What about cats, huh? What about dogs, huh? I have never walked down the street and seen a person all crushed up in the middle of the street because they got ran over. But I see dogs and cats get it all the time. So what are you people saying, city? Are you saying, hey, don't run over any humans, but if you see a cat, run that bastard over. Is that what you're saying, you sick bastards, huh? Is there a sign up there that has a cat with a with a bullseye on it? Huh? Are they going to put up some signs where there's a dog with a bullseye on it? You sick bastard. So it's okay to run them over. You people make me sick. You should just take that sign down, damn it, and replace it with a sign that says any living thing crossing the street, don't run that bastard over. First of all, it would help save the lives of cats and squirrels and dogs. And also what's a lot shorter than that long ass sign that you put up in the first place that people are going to read. And while they're reading it, they're going to run over some people. All I'm saying is I'm just I'm trying to help. 
damn it. This information is for me. I'm trying to help you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but that was kind of stupid. Long ass Iliad and the Odyssey length sign and you got to read that at an intersection it's not even at the intersection where you it's in the middle it's like but past the intersection after you've already stomped on the gas because you're running late from work how about a sign that says look you dumb bastard get that hot cup of coffee from stop balancing that hot cup of coffee on your nuts because you're going to hit a bump burn your balls lose control of your car and run over somebody well, where's that sign and i don't see it and i think you should put it up huh how about that sign hey you're not a rapper so stop closing your eyes and singing that song and gesturing with both of your hands like the guy did in a rap video because you see he's in a rap video he's not driving a car you dumb bastard you're not jay-z you're the guy that works at arby's now get your hands on the steering wheel you stupid bastard and drive the car granted that's even worse than the other sign but at the very least it would save some lives all right. Now, if you have any suggestions for signs, I suggest you write them down and send them to your city councilman and stuff like that. Because the signs they got over there in Philly is stupid. Watch out for the pedestrians. Yeah, watch out for the pedestrians. How come they don't watch out for me? I got more of a right to the street than they do in the first place. Like I said, the streets are the water and the cars are sharks. Right. If you're going in the water and you see a bunch of sharks swimming around, you don't go, eh, fuck those sharks. I'm swimming right through them. Do you do that? Hell no, you don't. You go, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to wait till those sharks finish swimming and move away. Then I'm going to cross at least. I mean, imagine if they had traffic lights in the middle of the damn ocean. So you're swimming there and some sharks are going there. The light turns green and the sharks goes, damn. I was going to eat that bastard, but he's got the green light. So he's going to, he gets to swim past us and we can't eat him. Right. But if there's a red light and you swim out anyway, and the sharks are like, does this dumb bastard realize that on the red light, if he swims out here, we could actually eat the bastard. And then a couple of people get eaten and a foot floats to the ocean, foot floats back up to the shore and people look and go, oh my God, the guy was eaten. And you look down and you go, did he swim on a red light in the ocean? Shit, he shouldn't have swam on a red light in the ocean. Of course, what would happen is eventually some rich sharks from the suburbs would move into the ocean. The property values of the ocean would go up and all of a sudden you'd have some signs up there. Hey, sharks, I know this is your ocean and it's designed for you to be in and that these interlopers are actually invading your space. But please... Please yield to the floating pedestrians. I know this is your area, but I, and I know it's for you and I know they're invading your space and I know they could wait until the to the green light in the ocean where they have permission to swim through. But no, some of these jackasses are going to try to swim through anyway. So please yield to the oh, to the aqua pedestrians. Would you expect that to happen? Of course you wouldn't, because if you swim out there with the sharks, they'll bite you on the ass. And it's the same way with the streets, punk. You know damn well you don't belong on the, the street when the light's red. If you get ran over and it's your fault, it's your fault, punk. Yeah, I said it. 
hold on to your children, damn it. You know, kids run out into the street and I don't want anything bad. I'm getting tired of driving around and you see a bunch of teddy bears tied to trees and all of that crap. I want kids to live a nice long life, damn it. So hold on to your children. Now, if your children are over 16 and they run in the street, hey, you're almost an adult. Fuck them. Okay, I don't want anything bad to happen to 16 year olds either. But all I'm saying is, look, man, you know, I just, I just it just struck me how dumb that sign was. You to pedestrians because they beat the long ass sign. Like you got time to read that crap, bastards. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. See, like I said, it was supposed to be a sale through Sunday. You know, and it looked like it was going to be a sale through Sunday. You know, they, 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 all that ridiculousness that I just described happens at the supermarket. I read that sign. I'm on my way back to the house. You hit more traffic. And I'm going, isn't this like, shouldn't you people be at church or something? And you try to get home and these jackasses are driving around blocking up everything, you bastards. And as it turns out, by the time I got back to the house, where I started out a half an hour here where maybe I can have at least a half an hour to just sit down and relax. Yeah. As it turns out, I was seven and a half minutes later than I normally would. So what started out as a sale through Sunday turned out to be a seven minutes behind Sunday. So now I actually have seven less minutes of rest than I normally do when I normally don't have any rest at all. So I'm at negative seven right now. Damn it. Yeah, that's right bastards <laughs> so I sat down you sit you sit down like I said I'm just trying to relax now you know I'm glad I'm getting to actually spend this time with you because as always even when something really really good happens to me on a Sunday which doesn't happen often but when something really really good happens on a Sunday we have a very, very relaxing Sunday which doesn't happen very often Still the highlight of my Sunday is my hour with you, my friends. So for that, I want to thank you very much for that. I, I really, really sincerely do. You know, I just want to keep doing this podcast because to me it's fun. You know, and apparently you weirdos like this crap. I don't get it. I'm just kidding. Of course I get it. I'm incredible. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I started I started to notice certain things. I had some people that were writing to me. Um, some of them were podcasters, you know, just regular. Hey, how's your show going? How's my show going? How's your show going? How's that? And all that kind of crap. And I had a I'm not going to mention any names because I don't do that. But it was a guy, and I and I when I by the way when I say guy, don't necessarily assume it was a guy I'm talking about. And I'm just going to say guy to be not, you know, and this is, I don't hope it's not sexist that I'm using guy instead of gal if it's gal, but I'm not saying whether it's a guy or a gal. I'm just going to say guy and just in, just, just to be as generic as possible. Don't assume it's a guy I'm talking about. And don't assume because I said don't assume it's a guy I'm talking about that I'm talking about a woman because it could be a guy. Yeah, that's right. I've said it. I want to be as confusing as possible, you bastards. But they did a show and their show was gaining a little bit of traction. And in the beginning, they started to get these numbers and big numbers and big numbers. And then it kind of cooled down a little bit. The numbers cooled down a little bit. They had an episode that had all these numbers. Yay. And then they do an episode three weeks later and the numbers are all the way down here. And then they do an episode to be all the numbers will be all be up here. And then they do an episode the numbers are all down here. 
And then the numbers kind of didn't go back up to that big giant blast. And I was explaining to them, they're a newish podcast. Even though I'm not have been doing, I've only been doing it a couple of years and changed myself. I'm a granddaddy compared to that particular podcast. And I was trying to explain something. And the something was, it's kind of like when you watch a superstar act, like a Michael Jackson or a Prince or a somebody like that, you know, or even like, you know, like MC Hammer or an actor or actress that has this blockbuster movie. At some point, you're the new toy. And there's going to be this big influx of people that are just listening and watching and grooving and digging and everything. Michael Jackson puts out Thriller. Thriller sells 25 million copies. I think it's a 30 million now, but we'll go back with the, tw- we'll say, okay, say 30. Okay, we'll use the, the, the number that it is now. No, we'll go back to back in, in the original blast of the album, say 25 million, the original 25 million sales in the original life of the album, okay? Michael Jackson didn't come anywhere near selling 25 million in the United States of any album after that. Not even close. Not even close. Prince sells 17 million copies or 15 million copies, whatever million copies of Purple Rain. He's not even come close to that number again. Not even close. MC Hammer sells 10 million albums up. Please Hammer don't hurt him. Doesn't even scratch the surface. Doesn't come anywhere near those sales numbers again. Doesn't even come close. And that happens to everybody. And it happens in many, many different ways in many, many different areas of your life. You will have that moment where everything is working perfectly. Everything's going great. Everything's wonderful. You can't miss a shot. You throw a ball of paper over your shoulder. It bounces off the wall and goes right in the trash can. You take a pee. You don't lift up the toilet seat. Doesn't matter. You don't splash anything on the toilet seat. Everything's going great. And then it cools down to the real world. Right? Then the albums that Michael Jackson sold after Thriller, monstrous numbers. The albums that Prince sold after Purple Rain, monstrous numbers. Were they Purple Rain? Were they, were they a Thriller? Hell no. It always cools down. It always cools down. The funny thing about it is when it cools down, if it cools down high, you know, if it cools down high, meaning you're still doing good numbers, if you take that one singular moment out if you take thriller out of the discography you take thriller out of the discography and you look at michael jackson sales you just take thriller out he's still a monster star you take purple rain sales out there prince is still a monster star it just you got to look at it that way you got to look at what did it cool down to and compared to where you started, if you take that aberration out, you take those big blasts out and you look at where you are now and you look at where you were, you're still doing great. You can't compare yourself to the highest of the high. It doesn't work that way. You can't do it. It's not fair. If you had a number one single and you never have a number one single again, but you had a bunch of top five singles and you take that number one single out of the equation, you still had a fantastic career. You can't beat yourself up because you, every single you release is number one. It doesn't work that way. Every movie you put out is not going to be number one. It doesn't work that way. Every time you jump on top of your wife, you're not going to have that same explosion that you had the first time you get it on. It doesn't work that way. No. And I said to them, look, man. Keep in mind, that's not gender specific. Look, man. When you look at the amount of listens and downloads that you have now compared to when you started, it's pretty damn good, isn't it? Yeah. So just do what you love doing, man. Enjoy it. Don't worry about that crap. It doesn't necessarily mean everything, anything's wrong. It just means that 
that episode caught on for some reason. It's happened to me, man. I got episodes that are way past what the normal number is. I got an episode that's like shit three times what I what my normal average. Even though my average is climbing, that thing is three times what I what the, the average. That like I have like three or four episodes that just blow the doors off all the rest of them. And I was wise enough not to expect every episode to be like that. I knew better than that. Because if I sat there expecting that number on a regular basis until I climb to that normal normally, until my until the normal climbing reaches that number, if I sat there and beat myself up because it didn't hit that number, I'd be shooting myself by now. Not literally, of course. Because maybe you talked about something that really resonated with a bunch of people who under normal circumstances may not think your show is their cup of tea, but they like that episode. Maybe you talked about somebody that was in the news and it came up in the searches and people listened to it. And go, hey, that was pretty good. But they never got a back around to hearing the show. They went on with their lives. They just took that one thing and they enjoyed that moment. He happy about that. Don't beat yourself up about that. It's never going to be the way it was in the beginning. It doesn't work that way. Nothing works that way. Your marriages don't work that way. Your kids not as cute as they were when you sat there and you put the bottle in their mouth and they looked up at you and they smiled with their no teeth in the mouth and they laughed and they giggled. And they're not as cute as they were then. They're not as cute as they were when you would walk in the house and they'd say mommy or daddy and they put their arms out and they'd run across the room and jump up on you and hug you and they were you couldn't wait to see you. 13 years later, you walk in the house and they look up at you like, die, bastard. So they're not as cute as they were in the beginning. Oh, no. It doesn't work that way. Nothing works that way. Your car, when you got that new car, the new car smell, it was great. It was awesome. Five years later, it's just your car. It's still the same car. You still keep it in good shape. But you were really that excited to see the car when you walk down the steps and it's at the driveway? Hell no. Why? Because it's not the new car anymore. You can't judge it by how you felt about the car when you first got the car. It doesn't work that way. Nothing works that way. It doesn't work that way. Nothing works that way. Sorry. It's just the way it is. Nothing's like it is in the beginning, man. You know, I remember uh, like weight loss. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get my fat ass back in shape. You know what I mean? You know, I'm trying to get back in shape. Okay, I want to get in shape. And I know what's about to happen. I know when you work out the first couple of weeks, if you start out working out hard, you're going to lose a whole lot of weight. Oh, that weight's going to drop off you. That weight's going to dive off you like Greg Louganis in the Olympics. That weight's going to run away from you like Usain Bolt. That weight's going to get away from you like a wife who realizes you're not really a doctor and that you you you, you lied about your salary. That weight's going to run away from you like a guy who realizes that you, you weren't kidding when you said you want to be so until you get married that thing's gonna run away from you like it's a politician and you answer the question that you expected it to answer honestly that weight's gonna leave you like that oh yeah in the beginning but you keep working out and some time goes by and all of a sudden that weight won't leave oh no you thought it was going to go away. You thought it was going to be easy. It was so easy in the beginning. I worked out hard and I lost four pounds this week. I'm sure 
every week's going to be like that. It started out that way. I worked out this week. I lost four pounds. I'm sure I'm going to lose four pounds next week. Next week, you lose three pounds. That's okay. It's not four, but it's still three. I'm pretty sure that every week I'm going to lose three pounds. That's how it happened in the beginning. I lost four, lost three. It'll probably be three and a half. You know, we'll, we'll split the difference. It's going to be that I lost a half a pound. What the hell happened? I gained a pound. What the hell it changed a little bit, didn't it? Yes, it did. Oh, no. It's not the same way after a while. You can't get caught up on the numbers. You can't get caught up on the numbers. You can't get caught up on the numbers, my friend. Because I can look at my stats right now. Because I have my computer up and I'm looking at my stats right now. And I see the number go up and down and 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 up and down. There's been weeks where I had numbers where they were so low. I mean, they weren't low. You know, they weren't like, you know, nobody was listening, but they were low compared to what I expected. And the first time that happened to me, I was a little disappointed. I was like, that's like half of what I normally get. What the hell's going on? I promoted the same same way that I always did. Why is this? Why is this episode half? Oh, maybe I suck now. Huh? And then you do the next week's episode and it goes back up to normal. And you go, oh, well, maybe that, maybe that one episode, you know, you maybe that one episode kind of sucked, you know, but, that, and then you do the next one and it's bad. Oh, it's a third. What the hell is, what, what happened to all of my people? They used to listen to, I mean, I actually listened to the episode. I was actually very happy with it. Why is it? How come it's like a third of what I normally get? I mean, I've been promoting it exactly the same way. And a third of the people listen to this particular episode. Maybe I should just stop podcasting. Maybe I'm, maybe my whole audience left me. Maybe they don't like me anymore. Why, why is it a third? I mean, it's a good episode. I, I listen to it myself. You know, I, I can listen to myself objectively and realize that something's good or something's bad. I've actually done entire episodes, listened to them in the editing process, realized they weren't up to the standard, realized I was not putting that episode out because it wasn't good enough and completely erased the episode and did it all over again. I don't have any problem doing that. So I can be objective when it comes to it. And still, this one is third of what normally happens. And then you put out the next one, and it's back to normal. And the next one is huge. And the next one is huge. And the next one is huge. And it, it's a half. Of what, what the hell is this? Oh, God. Because <laughs> you get caught up in the numbers sometimes. And you expect it to be like it was in the beginning. Nothing is like it was in the beginning. You just got to enjoy the process. I just imagine what it's like being, because I'm just a podcast, and that happens to me sometimes. I'll have a gigantic episode, and then an episode where the numbers are low compared to where I think they should be. And it used to bum me out. There were times I'm like, maybe I should just stop doing this crap. Maybe, maybe they don't like me anymore. Maybe they don't think I, maybe they don't think I'm informative anymore. Maybe they don't think my stories are interesting anymore. Maybe when I'm doing jokes, they don't think I'm funny anymore. Maybe that's what it is. I had those thoughts for a small period of time. And then I realized, you know what? I'm doing this because, yes, I wanted there's a bunch of people listening to this crap. Well, not that particular episode, but a bunch of people usually listen to this crap. And, 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 uh, but I like doing it. It's fun. I look forward to it. You know, even when I have a Sunday like today where I thought it was going to be a sale through Sunday and it turned into a sucky Sunday, 
I still go, it doesn't really matter what else happens. Even though this is a sucky Sunday, at some point after I get rid of everybody and everybody leaves my house and it's just me all alone and I'm not driving anybody anywhere and it's none of that other kind of crap, I'm going to get to set my equipment up, turn on the microphone, and I'm going to get to talk to my sass potters. Whether it's the normal amount of sass potters or it's a gigantic amount of sass potters, potters, whether it's a small number of sass potters, there's going to be some sass potters there. And if they're there, I want them to enjoy it. I said to this person, I said, you know, when I do stand, I remember doing stand up back in the day when we do open mic nights. And sometimes it'd be 230 people there, which would be the capacity of that specific club. And it was great to step on the stage and perform. The place was going crazy and everyone having a great time and everyone's just excited to be there. There's a buzz in the club when it's full and sometimes it's half full. And that's a little disappointing to look out and see had the back half of the club empty on those nights when it was like a showcase night. And you normally were used to them when it being full and having to turn people away. But they're still there and you're enjoying it. And even at half capacity, even if there's like, say, 120 something people there, even at 120 something people there, the crowd. There's still a little bit of a buzz. It still has a buzz there. It still is exciting. They're still loud, but then you're walking there. And sometimes instead of 230 people being there, or instead of 225 people being there, or 240 or 140 people there, you walk out there and all of a sudden you see 20 people. Oh. And that's a normal thing. It happens. Something will happen. Maybe there's, you know, no, you don't know why there's only 20 people that we. That week, you don't know. But what you do know is the 20 people that showed up, they're there. It's not about the 210 that didn't show up this time. There's 20 people there who want to be there. Aren't you going to enjoy the company of those 20 people who care enough, who love you enough to be there when the other people aren't there this particular week? Of course you do. That's what I did. I picked up the microphone. You know, it was a showcase night. I didn't give a crap. I picked up the microphone, stepped on the stage, and did the same show I would have done if the, as if the other 210 people were there. They laughed their asses off. The applause breaks at the same time. They gave me a standing ovation. I high-fived them, hugged them, took pictures, and walked out. That's what I do with this. There's going to be weeks when there's a truckload of people listening to an episode. And there's going to be weeks when, eh. There's going to be weeks where it's somewhere in the middle. But I'm not going to let it affect how much fun I have talking. No. So I said to that person, I said, look, man or woman, person who I'm not going to say what gender you are. Just enjoy the process, man or woman. Person who I'm not going to expose what you're, you're uh, <laughs> whether you're a man or woman. Just enjoy the process. Do you like doing it? And the person like doing it. So we just like doing it and just keep doing it eventually what happens is and I'm in this process now eventually the people that really love you gravitate to you and stay and the people that just kind of like you and get a kick out of you every once in a while they'll pop in once a couple times a month or once a month or hey I haven't heard him in a while and they'll pop in every once in a while but the consistent thing is do what you love to do you know it's like that weight loss uh comparison i was using before man you work out in the beginning you drop all that weight you drop all that weight and then there'll be weeks when you, you you're eating right and you're working out and you you lose a pound and you got why how did i lose a pound that i lifted more weights i'm running longer what the hell is going on right 
you, you start to see a little bit of line in your stomach. You're starting to see your stomach flatten out. And that's changing and your legs are getting a little thinny, but you still have back titties. And your ass still jiggles. And you're going, my ass should be not jiggling right now. And I should not have back titties or side titties right now. What the hell is going on? Why won't they leave? And you look at your back titties and your jiggling ass and you're wondering, why aren't you leaving back titty fat and ass jiggle fat? Why aren't you going? And then just back titty fat and the ass jiggling fat looks at you and goes, and I'm telling you. I'm not going. You're gonna have some back tits. And you, and you, and you are gonna have some back titties. Okay, your back titties will not sing at you. <laughs> but this is like anything else, man. It's like anything else, man. Just enjoy the process, man. You know, and I know you're listening right now. Cause I said, uh, I was going to answer you on the podcast. I figured you wanted me to answer you on it. Cause I didn't want to DM you or write you an email or anything like that. Because an email, an email is kind of informal. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times, uh, you know, I, a lot of times I don't want to write the email cause the email just, you know, cause sometimes when you, when you, when you write the email, it doesn't give the, the, the visceral, reaction the emotional reaction you can't feel what the person is saying because you don't have their voice and everything lined up they're telling you exactly what they're thinking but you know you're listening to me right now i know because you said you were going to listen when i answered your email and i'm answering you now and you know who you are and this goes with this goes with the rest of you sass potters too man i'm just a dude i'm not I'm, I'm i'm not famous i'm just a dude i mean i'm getting a little popular in the podcast thing but i'm just a dude you know who's done some stuff i'm 47 years old and i made some dumbass mistakes not my, not big giant mistakes but dumbass little mistakes that i've learned from and i have this weird habit of drawing these dumbass comparisons between things that have nothing to do with each other but once the comparisons are locked into my mind i turn it into a life lesson for myself and i make the and make and i notice that it made an improvement for me and apparently judging by some of the direct messages that i've gotten from some of the people um who are also podcasters or just my wonderful wonderful sass potters it meant something to you too to know that somebody else out there felt exactly the same way about certain things which is why I'm glad I, I get to do this. You know. Because I know there's people out there like me. I know you want to, there's some of you out there like me who want to get rid of your, your, well, I don't have back titties, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's got, I got to lose some weight. I ain't got no damn back titties. But if you got back titties and, 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 and a jiggling ass and you're working out and it ain't working for you, it's okay. I've plateaued too. You know, you just got to change some things up. You may be plateauing on the, in the weight loss. You may be plateauing in your damn relationship where you kiss her on the same spot in the neck. Hey, she's got a shoulder too. All right. Kiss that. All right. Walk her behind her in the, in the kitchen and jump drop to your knees and bite her on the ass playfully. Don't bite her like really bite her on the ass. You sick bastard. I'm talking about the playful when you, like, you know, like when you put your mouth, you know, when you play with a baby and you put your mouth, your, your lips over your mouth and you pretend like you're biting the baby on the foot, that kind of thing. Don't actually bite your woman on the ass. You sick freaks. But you, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Do something different. 
Because if what you're doing ain't working, then you need to change that crap. Right? Like right now, I'm doing this podcast with my pants off because I want my audience to grow bigger. And I know what you're thinking. It's like, dude, we can't even see that. What difference does it make? Well, it means something to me. It means that I really, upon thinking about it, am going to have to wash this chair because my naked ass is on it. And that's weird. But then again, it's my chair. If I want to put my nude ass on this chair, it's none of anybody else's business. <laughs> Imagine if I was actually sitting there with my pants up. Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> so my friends, the time has come. We have completed another episode of the Yes Anthony Says podcast. Um, once again, like I said, my sass potters, I'm going to thank you very, very much for spending this hour with yours truly. It really does mean a lot, uh, to those, to those of you that listen to the show and you like the show once again, uh, throw a, give a five star review to the show. Let everybody know that you listen to it. If you think, if you know somebody that you think will like this weird crap, uh, you know, someone as weird as your punk asses are, then make sure you let them know about it and suggest the show to them and uh, tell them to subscribe as well. If you like the show, subscribe to it. Uh, give a five uh, star review to the show. I'd really appreciate it. It's kind of like uh, a hug to the podcasters or a high five to the podcasters, especially me. Because uh, when you book, like when I perform live, if I'm doing a stand up show, you know, there's no place for somebody to really give you a five star review for a stand up show. You know, you, you know, you, you hear the laughs. You know, if I'm if I do like a play or some crap like that, and I'm sitting there, and another thing, man, bad things happen, <laughs> and I look out and they're crying. I, there's the response I was looking for. With a podcast, you put this crap out, you know, and sometimes it takes up to a month for all the people that want to hear the episode to hear the episode. By that time, I'm three episodes ahead doing something else, and I don't know what's going on. So, like I said, if you like the show, do me a favor. Tell a friend, retweet this, reblog it, share it. Um, give a five-star review on whatever podcatcher you're listening on. That would be much, much appreciated, my friends. Uh, for those of you that would like to email the show, uh, you want to email me, the email is the S. Anthony says podcast at gmail.com. For those of you that have written to me, thank you very, very much. I really, really do appreciate it. I appreciate the kind words. You some of the coolest bastards in the world. You know, um, the SAS pod army is getting stronger. Thank you very much. Your beautiful SAS pod is, um, uh, I'm on Twitter in two places. First place is my personal Twitter at S Anthony Thomas. Um, the other one is of course for the show at S Anthony says, and much like everybody else, I've been browbeaten into getting onto, uh, many of the other, <laughs> many of the other social media platforms. So I'm on, I'm on, um, I'm on Snapchat. Surprisingly enough, this is going to be amazing. Um, it's, uh, S Anthony Thomas on Snapchat as well. It's actually S Anthony Thomas one, but either way you can find me on Snapchat. So if you're on Snapchat, add me on Snapchat. And my two, uh, I have two periscopes. One periscope is at S Anthony Thomas and the other one is at S Anthony said they're, they're both linked to the aforementioned Twitter, um, Twitter name. So follow those things there as well. And I'm on Instagram. And of course, this is going to be shocking. It's S. Anthony Thomas. It's amazing how that is, right? I mean, what are the coincidences? How many, what a coincidence that all my stuff would have my name in it? <laughs> Just follow me, damn it. 
Once again, my friends, I want to thank you sincerely for everything that you do. I want to thank you for listening to me, whether I'm doing a comedic one where I'm telling a lot of jokes on the podcast, whether I'm doing a serious one where I, where I you know, talk about serious topics, or whether it's one like this where I'm just telling stories about what happened during the course of the day. Much love to every last one of you. I really, really, really do appreciate you. I love all my sass potters because you've told me that you love me and I appreciate it and you've shown the love. And I want to let you know that it's, it's reciprocal. So... As we end this thing, I'm going to end it the way I always do. And it doesn't matter to me if you listen to me when you're riding on a lawnmower, whether you're on the bus, whether you're walking down the street, whether you're running on a treadmill, whether you're just listening to me in your car. You know how I end it. And I want you to say it with me on the count of three. Are you ready? One, two, three. S. Anthony. <laughs> <laughs>